Welcome to the Addiction Connection Podcast, connecting the hope of the gospel with the heart of addiction. I'm your host, Mark Shaw, joined by Shirley Crowder. Hi, Shirley. Hi, Mark. I hope you're doing well today. <laughs> I am, surprisingly so. <laughs> uh, I, um, I'm excited about this series. This is the fourth podcast in a series of seven on our new book, Advent Meditations for Addicts. And uh, we've. I hope people will go back and listen to the early, early ones. If they haven't so far, we are not going to do a whole big catch-up here, but we uh, wrote this book to help people to reflect on the beautiful season of Advent, the, the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is typically celebrated you know, four weeks out before Christmas. And we, in our book, want to start that even a little earlier, give people some extra so we do it five Sundays out where you're starting to do uh, a meditation, a daily reading each day has different things to reflect on, questions that are asked, songs and, and script, of course, scriptures in there first and foremost. Um, but I really love how this book is laid out and helping us to just reflect every day really on our, two things, our own sinfulness, which isn't happy, but the, the forgiveness that we can have in Jesus Christ. That's why we treat addictions as a sin issue of the heart, because then the gospel makes sense. If we call it a disease, then really we need physical healing and, and biological help and medical help and treatment and all those words that the world is trying to push people to think about addiction in, in that direction. We're saying, no, 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 no. It's a heart issue. It's a sin issue. Jesus forgives you of that, and I'm all of us of all sin, uh, when we uh, confess, repent, place our faith and trust in him, we are forgiven, and that's the beauty of the Advent season. And so this chapter on today, Monday, December 20th, is entitled The Joy of the Lord, and it's Shirley's favorite chapter. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... Take a guess here. We haven't talked about this. I'm going to try. I could I could follow on my face, and it would be, you know, the probably the tenth time today that I do something like that. But I'm going to take a guess here, Shirley. I think the joy of the Lord. I, you know, it's funny as we were writing this chapter and, and working on this, the person I thought about was your mama, Miss Jeannie, <laughs> and that's why I think you like this chapter because it does. Your mom was the manifestation of the joy of the Lord. Every time I met her, she was so much fun, just a very upbeat, pleasant person, funny. I mean, just, and everything about her was uh, focused on pleasing the Lord. And and she was in just about every sentence, every word of her conversation. Like, you know, as I read the Bible, I see Jesus everywhere in the Bible. And as I talk to your mom, when she was living, I know she's going on to be with the Lord now. She's where we want to be. But she yes. was that way on earth that you, when you talked to her, you knew she was all about Jesus. Yes. And uh, whenever I teach, even before she died, and now, of course, and, and I'm teaching or speaking about joy, the joy of the Lord, my mother is the quintessential example of that in my life. Now, was she perfect? No. Did she sin? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but she always exuded 
that joy of the Lord. And that came from her relationship with Christ. So she began learning about Jesus when she was a child and she memorized scripture. She, for those who don't know, my mom and dad served as missionaries in Nigeria, West Africa, where I was born uh, for many years. And everywhere mom went, she told people about Jesus. The reason she could be joyful was because of her steadfast, unwavering, <laughs> unshakable, all those terms we could think of, absolute trust in God, who was her Savior. And so even in the midst of very hard times, I, my brother, my, one of my oldest brothers died, killed in a train accident when he was 34, along with one of his sons, who was six. Through physical illness and hurt, she, was, she had a wood stove explode and burn, third and fourth degree burns on her body when we were in Nigeria. With dad not even there, he was up in the northern part doing some ministry. She had, was in constant pain the last several years of her life with back issues and problems. She, my brother Tim, who's just older than I, died very suddenly of a heart attack. Through all of those things, she still radiated the joy of the Lord. She was someone that if she, if she was only, gosh, 5'2", by the time she was 86, when she went to be with Jesus, she was probably about five, maybe five one. <laughs> Little short lady, gray-haired lady. But if she walked into a room, every eye was drawn to her. She radiated the joy of the Lord. And that's what we're talking about. So in the midst of her son's dying, her grandson dying, she could be joyful. Not happy. There's a difference. But she could be joyful because her hope and her trust was not in the things of this world. They were in Jesus Christ, the only place that our hope, which we talked about two weeks ago, can be placed. And that's what we're talking about here, the joy of the Lord. And one of the things that we're Looking at day two, and every chapter talks about the different candles of Advent. And this week's candle is the third candle, and it represents joy. And as we light the joy candle, we're joyfully anticipating, for us, the second coming of Christ. We're celebrating that Christ came the first time, born as a baby. He grew up, he lived here on earth as fully God and fully man. Now, I want to tell you something. My little pea brain cannot understand how that could happen. How God could be here on earth, Jesus, as fully God and fully man and live. But you know what? I don't have to understand it because God's word says it and I know it's and so, 
says, Jesus has come. He brought us salvation. He brought us salvation. And I often hear people not do a very full-orbed job of explaining salvation because they just say you're saved, so you spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. And that's part of it. But your salvation is for this very moment also to help you walk through whatever's going on in your life with that joy of knowing that God is your Savior. I always love the joy of the Lord is my strength. Absolutely. And one of the stories that we tell, scriptures that we talk about um, in this particular day is about when Mary goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth and who was at the time expecting John the Baptist. And when Mary went inside and greeted, said, Hey, Elizabeth, I'm here. Something great happened. And if you don't know it, look it up in Luke 1. But it says that Elizabeth says to Mary, The sound of your greeting reached my ears, and the baby inside me leaped for joy. Mm -hmm. I love that picture of John the Baptist going, Whoopee! The Savior's here. That's the picture. Yeah. That's the picture. Leap, leaping with joy in the womb, almost as though a baby's not just a blob of cells, but a living creation of God. Absolutely. <laughs> From the point of conception. Yes. A real, real human being. Well, and then and, the carol of joy that you talk of, that we talk about in this, I always say you, but I wrote in this too. <laughs> we did. I got to get the we. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. But it's the joy joy to the world, which is a song we all love. I mean, just, just about everybody loves. I, I even hear unbelievers sing this song, and it just makes me smile because they don't even know what they're singing about. But the joy, right. <laughs> joy to the world carol is so good. Right. Um, and, you know, Isaac Watts, he wrote a gazillion hymns. That's a good number, isn't it? Gazillion. Don't know that. And he um, <laughs> wrote that, and he wrote it in the 1600s. But he did not write it, interestingly enough, just to be a Christmas hymn, Christmas carol. Because if you think about it, we should be joyful any time of the year that he's come. We should always be making room in our hearts. Part of the first stanza says, let every heart prepare him room. We should always, always be singing praises to God. Verse 3 talks about not letting sin and sorrow grow in our hearts. The thorns infest the ground. Don't let those seeds of bitterness grow. Don't let that sin go unconfessed. He talks about he's ruling the world with truth and grace and showing, proving the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. Oh, my goodness. 
presenters were interacting with the truths that we see in the different parts, the different days. One of the things that we um, say is, ask is, do you experience times during the Advent and Christmas season when you are not joyful? Well, if we're honest with ourselves, our answer would be yes, we do. And so what we tell you to do is to write out a few reminders that will help you renew your joy the next time you struggle. So Romans 12, 2 tells us that we're to be transformed by the continual renewing of our mind through God's work. And so we memorize scripture so we can say it back to ourselves. We sing to ourselves. We remind ourselves that God rules the world. God's got this. I think there's a, a quote, I think it's a Billy Graham who said it. A lot of different people have, I'm sure. But he's talking about scripture and he says, I've read the last chapter and I know how it ends. That's the reason for joy because God is in control in the past, in our present, and in our future. I love, I love, love, love that. And as, as we were talking about joy, as Christ followers, we're joyful because Christ paid the price for our sin. He took the punishment we deserve, and so we are not separated from God. His forgiveness doesn't wane. It's not like Today he forgives us, and tomorrow he doesn't. But when he forgives us, he forgives us for eternity. That's a reason to be joyful. Joy is part of the fruit of the Spirit. Now, it's fruit, one fruit, not fruit, one fruit. And it's not like a menu that you go in for a salad bar that you say, I'm going to have tomato and I'm going to have black olive and I'm not going to have onion and I don't like whatever that stuff is, but I can't tell what it is. But the fruit of the Spirit is something the Holy Spirit gives you when you become a Christ follower. And it's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If you're not familiar with it, and if you are, go back to Galatians 5 and read about those. And so what that means is when you come to Christ, when you confess your sin and ask for forgiveness and receive that forgiveness from him, the Holy Spirit puts the stuff in you. Now, do you know Christ's followers who are not joyful? I do. Does that mean God forgot to give them joy? <laughs> no, that's not what it means, is it? It means that they are choosing to maybe not repent of sin. So that sin is separating them, hindering their relationship with Christ and their ability to experience that joy. But like anything, you have to exercise it. 
or you're joyful as you think about who he is and what he's done for you. I love, love, love that. And if you were my mom, you'd kick up your heels and go, whoopee, or something like that, because you're God's child. I love, 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 love that, because um, you're thinking of joy. One of the questions that we ask, and I can't remember where it is, I'm trying to find it, but it's in here somewhere in this chapter where we say um, that if somebody looked at you, mm-hmm. would they observe the joy of the Lord in you? It's day four. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> what a Thank convicting you. question. Would they see it? And, you know, my mom, people all the time would say, I mean, strangers in the bathroom, in the aisle of the grocery store, wherever we were, people would just be drawn to her and come up and start talking. And she would, they would say, how can you be so joyful? But she was so sick. Not even able to walk sometimes. She'd be in the little buggy running over people in the grocery store. <laughs> and someone would stop to talk to her and she would, they would ask about her back and they'd say, but how can you be so joyful? And she'd go, how can I not be? because of what Christ did for me. And then she'd go, do you know Jesus? And guess what? If they didn't answer the way that she could tell they really knew him, mm. she'd share the gospel with them, wouldn't she? And so they would say, how can you be joyful? And she would tell them, could you do that? If someone came up to you and said, you are so joyful. I just see that joy. How can you be so joyful? Would you know what to say to them? Hmm. These things are kind of hard sometimes, aren't they, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> they, they are the you know, and I think about the fruit of the spirit, and I've said this for years. It really, in God's economy, He accomplishes three things. He, you know, when you experience joy of the the one of the fruit of the spirit you experience it it blesses you of course but then it works through you to be a blessing to other people and you think about your mom's joy of the lord how it mm-hmm. still blesses you and i and those who knew her still to this day like the only mm-hmm. god can do that in his economy and then the joy of the Lord accomplishes a third purpose, which is glorifying him and pointing people to that. And so these questions that say, you know, how would you, how would someone who observed the joy of the Lord in you, I mean, would that be evident? Would they see it? Would that, you know, would that, you know, be something that um, would bring glory to God, would be a blessing to others and, and help you. And if you don't have that joy, you got to start asking questions. Am I in the faith? Am I, you know, what am I thinking about that's robbing me of the joy? Because the joy of the Lord is is my strength. I need to to be reminded. And your mom was just so good at that, um, at remembering who God is, what He's done, what you know. She had a relationship with Him that just transcended her circumstances which were not always good. You guys went through as a family lots of challenges, difficulties, hard times, trials, suffering that that wasn't your fault in in any measure. 
and you experienced those things and overcame those things because of the joy of the Lord. It really truly was the strength of your family, those of you that were believers. And I know, you know, much of your family, even extended family I'm talking about here, um, are believers and people who know the Lord Lord and uh, right. experience his joy. So, mm-hmm. And the, the quote, there's A.W. Tozer quote there, and the last sentence of that quote says that he, A.W. Tozer, wants to see in Christ's followers the great joy of having God, yet always wanting him. Yes. That's it. Always knowing you have him, Emmanuel, God with us. Knowing that you know some things about him, but always wanting to know him better and more. Uh, that's, that's, that's what the joy of the Lord is all about. And it comes real joy. Real joy can only be experienced by a Christ follower who lives in relationship unhindered most of the time. <laughs> When sin isn't blocking, um, but lives in relationship with Christ. That's right. And so um, this was the fourth week of the Advent Guide, Joy of the Lord. Next Monday, we're going to be talking about God's boundless love. And that's another one of my favorites. <laughs> I think they're all your favorite, but yeah. They are. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Joy is two Sundays before Christmas, and next week's podcast will be God's Boundless Love begin one Sunday before Christmas. And I hope our listeners are reading the book and doing the book with us. Again, the Shaw family is doing this as a reflection each day, um, and um, and we're excited about it. So, uh I hope everybody's doing this with us. And if you're not, uh, just pick up the book and start doing it today and join in right now. It's never too late. <laughs> right. And it is, I don't know if we said this, but it is available in print and in ebook. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. All right. That will take care of this particular podcast. Join us next week when we talk about God's boundless love in podcast number.